The biggest thing that I love about being a pastor's wife is that you get to see stories on the inside that not everybody gets to see. You get to see marriages come back together that other people, you know, they didn't even know that there was a problem or you get to see um, women when they lose their husbands like cling to Christ and cling to their church family and you get to see all of these life groups coming alongside one another and, and serving one another when crisis happens or when a baby comes or when, you know, it's just, you get to see the inside and that is probably one of the biggest joys for me. You're listening to the Send Columbus podcast, a conversation for developing strategies and sharing stories as we plant churches everywhere for everyone. Your hosts are Sin City missionary Chad Grigsby and church planting catalyst Jason Phillips. Welcome back to the Sin Columbus podcast. My name is Jason Phillips, your Columbus CPC. I am joined by Chad Grigsby. Jason. Hello. How are you? Good. I really like your hat today. Thank you. I'm wearing, I'm wearing a hat today that says hermanos. Which is? Brothers. In Spanish. In Espanol. Yeah. So, I don't know. Go I don't bugs. wear hats, but I got this for, my wife got me this for Valentine's Day. Well, my wife got me lotion because my hands are dried. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Morgan Boer joins us on the podcast. What did you Hello. get? What did you get, Kale, for Valentine's Day? Um, I don't remember. A shirt. A I shirt. got him a shirt. Okay. Yes. Okay. Like flannel t-shirt. It's like uh, a Henley like three. Oh, shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Cute. Now, wow. is that your attempt to upgrade his look? Or was that something that he requested that he wanted? He never really requests. It's just he okay. wears the same type of shirt regularly. Okay. So if you buy him another color of it, <laughs> then he's usually <laughs> happy. So but it's all good. <laughs> I, remember, I remember. And it was $10. Let's not tell him that. Okay. But it was okay. on sale for $10. He, he, he probably he doesn't, listen. Listen. He doesn't <laughs> listen to this. Yet. Uh, so we were at your house. Uh, it's been a few months ago. And I think I saw Kale had a pair of shoes on, and then the exact same yes. pair of shoes were outside, like as his mowing shoes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was like, "Those are the same. <laughs> Those yes. are the same." So he, he, yeah, he's pretty. He's an old man. But <laughs> 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 he's very. He likes what he likes, and he does. Uh, and you, yep, you figure that out. Yep. Once he's happy with it, that's it. So, so. what did he do for you for Valentine's Day? Um, I got some lilies, oh, and nice. he brought our. Almost three-year-old little girl, a rose, Aww. too. So that was precious. That is precious. Are lilies your favorite? Um, yeah, one okay. of my favorites. Okay, I'd say. all right. But I'm not really a flower connoisseur. So. Yeah, Jessica's like you wasted twenty dollars <laughs> on flowers that could have been a Starbucks gift card. That's amazing. So that's yes, how she feels practical. about it. Yes, she loves coffee. So <laughs> was Kill the one that told me that he like scheduled a date for you guys at some place, and then he like realized afterwards that it was the wrong. Can you tell us about oh that? Oh my gosh, that <laughs> was yeah. great. Yeah, we yeah. were in Indiana with him. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was yeah. in the car with you guys, yes. wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. So he was trying to be super sweet. It was it was really nice. He was <laughs> gone, and he scheduled this night that was like a um, you go paint canvas, oh, yeah, yeah. you know, kind of like a Bob Ross thing. Like <laughs> it's really cool, right? Yeah. And so, and I told him like I would love to learn how to paint. It sounds really therapeutic and fun, yeah. and. Um, so he set that up with babysitting <laughs> and I was like, man, you crushed it. Like, that I is, really appreciate that. That is great. Yeah, Cause he yeah. doesn't think ahead. Like that's not his thing. So he Good was being him. very intentional. And so I get on the website just to like double check, you know, that it's where it is and what time. And it said, <laughs> it said registration closed. Event was 
the day before. (laughs) And so I called him and I was like, hey, I really appreciate, you know, what you did. However, (laughs) we gave a nice donation. Because it was yesterday. Because it was yesterday. Now, did the sitter still come and did you... Like, go sit in a coffee shop for two hours by yourself? Or no, something? I think I just put the kids down early and went okay. to bed. Okay. And that was great. <laughs> so, so win-win. Nice. Yeah. Win-win. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, we're super grateful to have you on, obviously. <laughs> and why don't you just tell us a little bit about uh, your kind of church planting journey with you and uh, Kale? Yeah. Um, honestly, for me, there's not... I walked into it very blindly, if that tells you anything. Um, Don't we all? God, <laughs> yeah. God <laughs> called me to it very unexpectedly. It wasn't um, in the cards for me as far as me planning my own life. Um, mm. And so church planting was just like that's just been my adult life as far as getting out of college and then getting married and mm-hmm. and all of that. And so it's just been like, that's what life looks like. And so you jump in and you hope things go for the best. And yeah, uh, yeah it, that's pretty much what the beginning <laughs> has been like. So you're, you're, you're pregnant right now due in the next little bit. Mm-hmm. So thanks for even doing this today. Absolutely, like that's yeah. very kind of you. <laughs> but you guys kind of did the the Boer plan of let's just do it all at the same time kind of <laughs> thing. So let's get married, plan a church and have children. Like simultaneously. Yeah, I'm gonna. That definitely wasn't the Boer plan. (laughs) 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 It wasn't my Boer plan. Um, God definitely. (laughs) Yeah, um, it was a whirlwind. That is for sure. Um, Graduating college, getting married. uh, I honestly and God, God is just He's so good. Where um, I think He let me walk into it blindly because. I had no idea what to expect. I didn't know what being a pastor's wife looked like. I didn't know what planting looked like. And so it was just like, okay, let's just do this thing. I didn't have expectations. I didn't, you know, um, you just kind of fly in by the seat of your pants. Yeah. 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 That is almost kind. Like, because sometimes I think if we knew what it was going to be, we'd be like, "Ah, I'm not sure if I actually want that. But yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) One of my favorite moments um, that I've had since being here, been here three years was I was getting ready to speak at Life <laughs> Delaware, and I'm sitting on the front row, and you're like a couple of seats over front row, right? Kale was up there doing something, probably introducing me or something. And uh, and it literally goes to a little fellowship time, and I'm starting to walk up to the platform. You know, I'm kind of in this, you know, probably Kale has this, you know, preaching zone that he gets in. Like, yep. it's, it's a little heavy ready sometimes. You're yep. ready to go. And Morgan said, don't suck. <laughs> like as I'm walking to the platform. Isn't that I love that. Yes. That's totally my sense don't, of humor. Don't screw it up. Oh, don't, don't suck. screw it yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I you was can like, always count on me for hey, some. Thank <laughs> you, Morgan, <laughs> so much. Are you going to be here for second service too? Because Did you suck? No. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> so it worked, yep. right? See? I haven't been back to LifePoint, Delaware to speak since. <laughs> Actually, that's true. <laughs> so maybe... <laughs> I think I think I have been. But it Kale, if you're actually if you do listen to this, <laughs> you should invite Chad back. Well, I'll be there on March sixth, which hopefully okay. you won't be because you'll have a that baby. That is very true. Yeah. Uh, we're but, gonna say But I'll be yeah. there. Uh but doing music, so it'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. So knowing that, walking into it blindly, what have been some of the joys and what have been some of the challenges that you guys have faced yeah. so far? Um 
so in the very beginning of it, I, my parents, both of my parents were nine to five jobs. And so it was a very hard transition for me to have a husband that was working pretty much all around the clock, more so than now because it was the planting season and trying to, to do all that. Um, and so that was a growing thing for both of us where there were a lot of arguments and conversations of why are you working? You're not supposed to be working right now. And then we were also having our first child, which God blessed us with very early into our marriage. <laughs> um, and so how many, how many, days, baby, right? how many days into your marriage? <laughs> like 42 <laughs> we found out that we were pregnant with number one. Aww. Yeah. And then six months after having him, we found out we were pregnant with number two in the mm. same fashion. And so <laughs> God just, yeah, he threw us into the deep end. Um, but, um, yeah, so. Yeah, you just said the nine to five, right? It oh, wasn't yeah, that. yeah. So, so, which, yeah, you're right, planting. And then, and you guys were in that building, that Adventist building, and then you got the new building, which kind of ramped up probably some of that mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah. yeah, it's understandable. So it was definitely a transition. Yeah. Um, but I will say it's it's been awesome. The, the biggest thing that I love about being a pastor's wife is that you get to see mm-hmm. stories on the inside that not everybody gets to see. Mm-hmm. You get to see marriages come back together that other people, you know, they didn't even know that there was a problem. Or you get to see um, women, when they lose their husbands, like cling to Christ mm-hmm. and cling to their church family. And you get to see all of these life groups coming alongside one another and, and serving one another when crisis happens or when a baby comes or when, you know, it's just you get to see the inside. And that is probably one of the biggest joys for me. Yeah. As a pastor's wife. The life change is oh, just yeah. incredible, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, awesome. Um, so sometimes I planters, pastors' wives, they can it can kind of be difficult to find your place in the mix mm-hmm. of um, planting and pastoring. And um, so you kind of found a place in student ministry a little bit. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, the ironic thing with that was I months before was just like absolutely not that will never be me like my best two of my best friends were serving in the youth and I was just like have fun no thanks like I want nothing to do with that um and the Lord just was chiseling at me even when I didn't know it um to where my love for them grew um and at that time right before COVID started the one of the girls was pregnant and she was about to have a baby so she was gonna have to step down and then the other one was moving, and so she had to step down. And so at that moment, God called me in to step in for them. Um, and so, and at that point, my heart was ready to go along with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it honestly became one of the greatest joys for me uh, to step in and work with the girls and um, just, like, what are they experiencing? And we have a little girl, and so what, you know, what does it look like to have a teenager? Um mm. Not all rainbows and butterflies, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it really was, um, and still has been. I get to meet with some of the girls regularly. Um, one of the top joys that I have, for sure. Yeah, I think just outside looking in, I obviously don't know what it's like to be a pastor's wife. <laughs> but <laughs> really? <laughs> but, but I've been married to one, right, because I was a pastor for 10 years. And um, so... I, I feel like there's this mold sometimes mm-hmm. of what a pastor's wife is. Mm-hmm. And 
we being from the South, maybe it's a little bit more of, of a established idea. I don't know. I, I don't know what the comparison is, but it's like you've got to cook like Martha Stewart. <laughs> Which you, you, I don't, so you, there's uh, one strike. <laughs> right, right. You've got to lead Bible studies like Beth Moore, right? Uh, mm-hmm. you, you have to be counselor, friend. You just have to be all these things to all these people, right? And and my wife is an incredible human and an amazing woman and a great follower of Jesus, but she she doesn't fit sometimes that mold absolutely. of I wear pantsuits and speak at <laughs> speak at women's no, conferences absolutely. and yeah. have no Morgan wears pantsuits. Though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so how do you manage the expectations? You know that sometimes might be people put on you from maybe their experience or maybe what they think they want or need and yet still be you. Mm. How do you do that? I think, um, you know, again, the Lord really has guarded me in a lot of ways because I didn't know that there would be expectation. I I didn't grow up, you know, really knowing the role of a pastor's wife or watching someone do that. But I think the Lord really guarded me because like you said earlier, um, I probably would have been like, no thanks, um, and walked away from it. Um, and so um, I feel like a big thing that I've learned is we are being sanctified as pastor's wives just like everyone else is being sanctified, and we're walking with the Lord just like everyone else is. And I th- there are times where I feel like, Lord, like you've called me to this. Shouldn't I be at a certain standard? Shouldn't I be at a certain place? And he gently reminds me, you're, you're my daughter who's been walking with me for a few years, just like everybody else has been walking with me for however many years. And I'm going to sanctify you in whatever way I wish. And I called you to this. I always go back to Moses. Mm. I love the story of Moses where it's like he begged God not to have him do what God was calling him to do. And there are times where I'm like, Lord, what are you doing having me do this? I I didn't, we kind of grew up in the church, but not soup, you know, not a whole lot. And I, I'm definitely not in a place where I'm this perfect, you know, put together pantsuit wearing, you know, (laughs) woman. And, Uh, um, and he's just like that, that I called you to this knowing that, you mm. know? And, um, so I think he's just, he's helped me settle into, I called you Mm. to be the pastor's wife to Kale and to be a part of LifePoint. And he's called every pastor's wife where he's called them, where they are. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I think that that, honestly, I feel like that kind of humility too, like takes the pressure off of even the people that you guys serve, that like, mm-hmm. I don't have it together all the time. I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. Right. You don't have not. to be either. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not even close. Yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah, so I know one of I the things... Chad. I mean, that's why they haven't asked you back to speak. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's right. That guy's a mess. Yeah. He's a wreck. <laughs> Never again. Uh, so I know one of the things you're really passionate about is um, walking with people kind of through anxiety. You want to share a little bit about that and why that's something that you're passionate about? Yeah. Um, I, um, growing up before, this makes me sound really old, but before it was like talked about regularly in school, if you said that you struggled with depression or anxiety, you were looking for a lot of attention. Um, And Mm. quite honestly, you probably didn't know what it even was because again, it wasn't talked about a lot. I just knew something was off and I didn't, I didn't know what to do with it. Um, And so as like, I'm not against, you know, medic, like I'm on 
currently like a certain, you know, certain medication. And, um, but through that, the Lord has also shown me, um, there's a spiritual side, like medication isn't wrong, but there's a, like, it's all connected. Um, and so as he has taught me that I've longed for, cause I would have loved for someone older than me to come uh-huh. alongside of me and help me understand that. And I didn't have that. And so if I could be that for, for these girls to help them understand, you don't have to be anxious all the time. Um, is there something, you know, chemically off maybe, Mm -hmm. but God has also given us his word to fight this. Um, and just wanting to encourage them in that to where there's hope, I guess. I really love the vulnerability of being willing to say, to, to put yourself out there mm-hmm. and say, hey, this is something that I've struggled with, mm-hmm. wrestled with. Because if you don't do that, then you can't, that you can't be that person for somebody that you wish you had, yeah. right? It takes vulnerability. Somebody has to go first, right? Somebody has to yeah. tell their story first. So I love that you're willing to do that because now you're, you're able to connect with people and help them in that. So that's, really cool yeah and hopefully other the students that you walk with the women that you walk with can then be that for other people too right because it kind of breaks the stigma around kind of this anxiety depression mental health kind of thing where or i don't have enough faith because yes i'm still struggling with this or you know all of those things right right and i think when that stigma is broken it allows for people to continue to open up and be more honest about it and we can continue to have conversations and be able to point people Back to the Lord, like you want to do. And so I know um, you kind of developed like a curriculum, right, for some of the teenage girls at your church. Tell us a little I bit did. about that. That's cool. Um, so <laughs> Look at you, Beth. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. We were, we were <laughs> saying that she couldn't be Beth Moore. You know. um, yeah. I <laughs> <laughs> she literally is Beth Moore. She's got the pantsuit. She's got the, <laughs> the curriculum. I am not wearing a pantsuit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, spending a year and a half ish with these girls, I just kept noticing almost every week they would come back saying, just pray for my anxiety, pray, pray for, you know, I'm anxious about this. I'm anxious about that. My anxiety has just been really bad. And, um, honestly my blunt self was just kind of sick of hearing about it and like nothing being done to like change it and seeing, you know, it's easier to point out the the stick in someone else's eye, right? When (laughs) you've got a plank in your eye. But, um, And so I started, like, just researching what kind of anxiety studies or devotionals or, like, what's out there for these girls. And quite honestly, there just wasn't a lot out there. Um, And if there were, it was a lot of things I was like, let's focus on positive thinking or, you know, things that just, in my opinion, aren't the way to necessarily approach it as far as the spiritual context. and so there was a morning before church where I was praying. I was just like, Lord, what do you what do you want to happen for these girls? And I s- just distinctly heard him be like, You're gonna you're gonna make something. And I was just like, <laughs> Okay, like that's a joke. <laughs> but if you say so, like, um, and so again, going back to Moses, where it's like writing and and those types of things were never something that I was good at or long to do like school wise. It's not like I got A's in writing or coming up with the, like God, when he calls you to something, like he just gives you what you need Mm. in order order to do it. And then he gets the glory. Right. Um, and so, um, that morning I wrote tons of notes down 
before church. And then over the course of seven months, um, it w- it's a four-week study. Um, and basically, there's an, a morning devotional and then an evening reflection. And my hope is, like, for the first three weeks, they beca- begin to recognize what, what thoughts am I having, what... Um, what am I doing on a regular basis? How much uh, time am I spending on social media? That like just becoming aware because once you're aware, then you can begin to invite God in to fight those things and to change um, those things. And so, and then putting in my own story on the side where I hopefully can relate to them in a lot of ways. Um, and then going into the fourth week where. Um, in Ephesians and Colossians, where um, Paul is talking about taking off your old self and putting on your new. And so what did we learn from the first three weeks that we need to now take off and then put on what, like the new person that God has has allowed us to, to be. And so right now the girls are, are doing it at the Delaware campus. Um, my hope is it's helpful to them. And then we'll see where it goes. Yeah, that's incredible. I I love, it's been a theme, I think, in your story about how you embrace all these things that God asks you to do that are outside of your comfort zone. (laughs) (laughs) And I know, I know it probably, that, that sounds really simple for you. You've lived it, which has been, I'm sure, challenging, but you just your obedience and your willingness. And I just, I admire that a lot. Thank you. So, In yeah. the moments you don't feel that way, <laughs> right. especially with the daily, the daily grind and the mundane things where you're like, man, I'm <coughs> failing with my kids every day. Like, right. Lord, are you really using me? Um, yeah. Yeah. So being able to look at like, okay, there are milestones and things where like, okay, I have been obedient and I have, <laughs> but that's neat. I appreciate that. Yeah. So for the study, are you hoping to like get it published or what are you trying to do with that now? I, that would be the the goal. Um, yeah. Where it goes, I'm I'm trusting the yeah. Lord and just seeing. <laughs> I'm like, Lord, you had me do that, and now we're having a baby. And so you might need you the study. <laughs> honestly, yeah. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> no joke. Um, yeah. So wherever this goes is really in the Lord's hands. Um, I couldn't tell you the next step as far as yeah publishing and and yeah. any of that. So I'm just trusting the Lord with that. I, I love to that you stepped into that, again, the vulnerability and willingness to share your story, because I don't think the church has done a great job with mm-hmm. mental health or that kind of side of, there, there's a lot of uh, dismissiveness. I even hear you you talking about, hey, medicine is good, and it's, you know, I just feel like the church hasn't been great. And even you saying, hey, we need something for our students. Mm-hmm. I was really honestly nothing, really right? shocked yeah. that nothing was out there. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was extremely shocked. Mm-hmm. So then, yeah. So I'm hoping things can. Yeah, I shift really, here. I really love that you're stepping into that space. And again, but it takes vulnerability, and it takes, you know, a lot it's of. It's almost courage. terrifying to yeah. hand teenage girls something that you spent seven months where you're like, you're either gonna rip this apart and tell me that it's awful, yeah. or <laughs> maybe it was helpful for you. And there is yeah. something and terrifying. I, I've about worked with that. teenagers. Yeah, they are scary. <laughs> They're yes, very, they absolutely. are very, very, very scary. Yeah. That's, that's the way I feel every time I speak, by the way. <laughs> I'm like, I spend a lot of time on this, and it's basically a 10-page research paper, and you yeah. might just dismiss it. You yeah. know, it's that same, like... Yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel like teaching in front of, like, adults is really difficult. Not to get... 
But, teaching but in front of teenagers every single week is like no soul crushing. Sometimes I'm like, yeah. <laughs> when I did it for three, four years, and I yeah. was like, every single time I got off, I'm like, what is someone gonna say to me after this? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or just crickets. Yes, <laughs> yes. And you're like, did you hear anything that I just mm-hmm. said? I'm not really sure. Yeah, but so if there's anybody out there that's interested in this, is it okay if they reach out to you and? Oh, absolutely, see? absolutely. Great. Maybe how we'll would they get a hold of you? MorganBrewer.com. Or there's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> my website um, uh, I guess I haven't really thought about any of that to be I honest guess, I guess so they could reach out to us yeah. and yeah. we could yeah, connect them we can connect them yeah. Yeah. So you could see Grigsby at nam.net or you know Chad G at lifepointohio.com whatever yeah, or just happy. DM us on social media. Slide into our DMs yeah slide into our DMs <laughs> are you on social media right now? Because really. you you can't go on and off, right? Yeah, I very quickly I'll I'll go on just to check some things out, mm-hmm. see how people are doing, but it's for a very, very brief amount of time. So Sound, sounds like I'm me. Pretty, yeah, pretty I'm anti. also in that camp. <laughs> Chad's sworn yeah. off all social media. It, it's, it's created good for my soul. <laughs> it's created more problems in my life than mm-hmm. made solutions. So yep. it's just better not to be on there. You need yep. to hire someone to do the social media side of this job for us. Yeah. Then I can <laughs> get off social media too. <laughs> yeah. As soon as uh, I came on, he's like, you can do social media. And then he gets off Facebook immediately. So, <laughs> Well, every time I got a new job, I got put in charge of social media for the organization. And so I thought this time when I pass this to Jason, I'm going to get off. And then that way I can say, I don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the next job I get. <laughs> I don't know how some people work on social media on, yeah. the, on the daily and yeah. just constantly. Maybe it'd be fun to have you back uh, for a, maybe a social media I kind know, of yeah. podcast. Kind of talk about, sure. you know that. I would love that. It would be an intriguing conversation. Well, any final thoughts for us? And tr- sorry. Yeah. No, no. Final thoughts for sure. Church planners, wives. I wanted to get that but then also i want you to speak to church planters like the husbands and what's the one thing that you would tell them that maybe their wife doesn't feel like they could or something like that that's a but better question than no no i like your question too i, I my I question's trash uh, <laughs> no, I, we'll throw both of those out at you i just i just wanted you to have you know yeah talk to the wives whatever you want to say but then what would you want the husband to know so um i would say something that Kale, Kale would probably even say himself that he's gotten better at. I don't want to say better, but that he has grown into doing more often is showing his appreciation for, like, hey, I realize you're at home with the kids when I have to go do this or I get to take people out to lunch constantly at fun places while you eat turkey and cheese every day with the kids or (laughs) just knowing that it's appreciated um like hey you stayed at home so that I could do a funeral or you stayed home so I could um pastor a family that's struggling right now um just feeling appreciated and um him realizing like there's been a lot of changes for you like you've been he came (laughs) he came up the other night and honestly woke me up and was like hey I'm sorry I'm waking you up because he knows I like my sleep, um, <laughs> especially when I'm pregnant. <laughs> but he was just like, I was doing the math in my head of how many months you've been pregnant throughout our marriage. We've been married seven years, and this is the fourth pregnancy. Mm. And he was just like, thank you. 
you know, mm. just coming to to be thankful and, and encourage and mm. appreciate, which then makes me want to do a good job at home mm. um, and makes me want to serve him and mm. um, allow those things uh, to be easy for him, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, um, that's good. It's really good. We don't need to hear things like that. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I was sitting here thinking. Go get your wife a Starbucks gift. Card. Yeah, I was literally <laughs> sitting here thinking. My wife and I were spatting this morning, so I have to <laughs> apologize with Starbucks or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good word for me. Thank you, Holy Spirit, Morgan Brewer. Yeah. Yep. Do you want to share something to pastors, what planters' wives? Um, the biggest thing would just be almost what we talked about earlier about. Um, when God calls you to be a pastor's wife, he doesn't put expectations on you. Um, there might be times where you feel like there are expectations. Um, and one thing, honestly, I've really appreciated about LifePoint is that stepping in, I didn't feel those expectations. Yeah. I didn't feel like I needed to be all of these things. I could just come in and be me, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. But not everybody has that. Right. Um, and not everybody has the resources to not have to to do that. And so... Um, even if you are serving in multiple capacities, there God does not put that expectation on you. Um, God called you as you are. And so giving yourself grace when you're being sanctified, when you notice that you're not, we aren't made like Christ yet. Like that's just not reality yet. Um, and some days you notice that more than others, and that can be very discouraging. Um, but God knew that before he called you um, and when he called you. And so just the encouragement of God, God called you, therefore he's going to sustain you to, to use you in whatever way. Thanks for checking out today's episode. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And remember, every church is a multiplying church in the making.